Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for exceptional 21st century living. Hey guys, Kak is back. We're talking about Dr. Kak Young, and we're talking about her latest book, Crystal Power, 12 Essential Crystals for Health and Healing. And to my loyal followers, you know that she's spoken about crystals a few times on this show, and we've showcased a couple of her books, but this gives more in-depth information, and you're really going to love this interview. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back, but you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, Intuitive Sense Birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I also authored two books. I provide uh, consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence, but they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist, so whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and my services, go to my website, nesmoniquechapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. My guest today, she's no stranger to the show, and she's a very good friend of mine, is Kak Young, and she's been a producer, writer, director in Hollywood television for over 25 years. She has a PhD in uh, natural health and a doctorate in neuropathy. Uh, she also has a doctorate degree in clinical hypnotherapist, so she helps people with uh, stress management, weight management. If you want to quit smoking, she's the one to call. And she also teaches workshops and classes in metaphysics, including crystal healings and essential oils, Bach flowers. It's like if you name it, she's teaching it. Um, she's the author <laughs> of 24 books. Um, and she's also a licensed religious science minister and a medical Qigong instructor. And, you know, folks, um, a few years ago, she, I was complaining to her about what was going on with me. And she goes, oh, you need some Qigong. And she sent me two links. And there were only three minutes each. And boy, did I feel the energy and the improvement from doing that. So this lady knows what she's talking about. And you can check her out at her website. And that's kakyoung.com. And K-A-C-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Welcome back, Kak. Thank you, Monique. Wow, what a what a send up, send off. Wow. Oh my gosh, that was great. Thank you. You oh, made yeah. me laugh. That's great. Okay. Oh yeah, you know, that's part of the you know thing. I laugh at me all the time, so if I can make somebody else laugh, yay. <laughs> it was great. In fact I might put that on my website. Uh, that you know, if you can name it, she's teaching it. I like that. That's <laughs> well, well please do. Uh, please 
please do because I mean and it's, it's very true and that's the one thing about being a metaphysician you can tap into many different modalities and bring the truth of them to the forefront and truly help people as opposed to you know someone who claims that they can do this and they haven't done the work they haven't done the study and trust me folks CAC has done the work um, so you know Hollywood, you know, you're still kind of dabbling in that, but you really, truly embraced your metaphysical side. So talk to us about your interest in crystals and why why are they so important? Because this book focuses on the 12 crystals that you utilize in your practice for healing self and others. Well, yeah, and what I wanted to do with this book was, you know, keep it simple. It's the KISS principle. I wanted to keep it simple because there are so many things out there, and people come to my classes, and one of the things they say, they're stressed. I don't know what to use. Uh, I don't know what to do. There's so many. Okay, so I just, everybody take a breath. You know, here's what we're going to do. I picked the 12 crystals that have the energies that will cover all the facets of your life. And so, yes, of course, there are lots more, and you will be attracted to them and learn more about them. But I'm a big believer in knowing your subject. So if, uh, you know, if you sit down with someone and you have coffee or tea with them, you talk about their life, you get to know them, you resonate with them, right? Uh, Crystals are the same thing. I want everybody to get to know these 12 crystals and really get to know them. So that's why I've supplied all the information and all the attributes about them. Uh, You know, I I gave as much information as I can about them, just like you would a person getting to know them. And once you know that crystal, you get their energy, you understand how to possibly use them better. And so that's what I encourage. I wanted to keep it simple. And then they have all of their own attributes and qualities right there in that crystal that you can release. And if you treat them like, um, well, for you know, lack of a better thing, members of the family, and you, you know, feed and water them in their own crystal sense, you will uh, develop a relationship that will serve your life so well. It has mine, and I speak totally from experience when I uh, talk about my crystals. Yes, you do. And folks, you know, the price of the book alone is worth the 21-step process for crystal healing session. She outlines it step-by-step so that you can perform your own crystal healing, okay? And all you have to do is follow it. Um, It's not difficult to do. You don't have to guess about it. You don't have to wait until the moon's in a certain position, you know, just do it and work on and heal yourself. Now, Kat, what I liked about the book is I was reading about the astrological signs and the crystals and all of that. I said to myself before I got to this uh, point in your book, okay, so I'm Cancer Sun, I am um, Leo Rising and Capricorn Moon. What do they mean? And then four pages later, it's like boom, boom, boom right there. So why did you decide to correlate those two so that people could have a deeper understanding? Well, again, it's um, everybody has chosen a, a tools in their life. And some people love astrology. Some people love tarot. Some people love 
um, other things. So I've got the 12 laws of karma. I've got archetypes in there. Whatever attracts you is is your healing mode. And so I wanted to, I use them all. I mean, let me just sort of sidetrack for a minute. When I when I see a client, I'll talk to them and I'll find out where, where their comfort zone is. What do they understand? What language do they speak, if you will? And from that place, I will begin uh, a healing session with them. And we, we hone it all down and we figure out what, and then I will choose the crystal that I think will balance them. And it's, you know, some people love chakras. Some people have never heard of the 12 laws of karma. But whatever they have heard of and whatever they're comfortable with, that's where I start. So it's kind of like, you know, what suits you? Do you want tomato soup today or do you want ch- chicken noodle? And whatever you want, it's in the book. Uh, I hope I have covered it for everybody. And then that will get them all stimulated and their juices going and they'll say aha you know bringing some knowledge to the situation is always helpful in the healing process so that that's kind of what I've done and I've wanted to give as much information as I can to to fill out each uh, category that's why I shared so many of my healing sessions there so that people would understand how these energies work and what you do for them Um, and you've done it um, very I'm going to say plain, clear. Um, Folks, again, you don't have to guess about what's in the book or try to figure out what to do. The information is very clear, step by step, very clear. Now, um, you mentioned um, something, um, and I didn't write it down. Oh, yes, I did. Karma and chakras. Talk to us about that because, you know, I hadn't thought about the concept of uh, karma in crystals, I should say. I hadn't really thought about that concept. Talk to us about well, it, it's, it, it's an interesting way to do things. I, I may be the first person to combine these, but uh, first of all, karma, the word karma actually means action, and it comes to us from 1500 BCE. And karma is really just a cycle. It's a movement of energy through many lifetimes or experiences by which we can learn, change, improve, grow, and heal. So it's, it's an, a karma is really an acknowledgement of our personal power to change our lives, to manage it, and to, uh, to achieve and claim happiness. So there have been 12 laws of karma floating around for uh, centuries, and I have honed them all down, and they're really amazing um, what they teach us. Each law teaches us something. For example, the first one is called the law of creation, and it uh, talks about life not happening by itself, but our thoughts create our reality, And life requires our full participation if we are to manage it and to uh, sculpt it the way we want it to be sculpted. Uh, There's a law of connection. There is a law of growth. And all of these things are not laws like the legal sense, but it's how the world uh, works, the invisible world works. It talks about the law of here and now, meaning we have to be present in the moment. And we cannot be present in our moment to enjoy our life if we're looking back in the future or if we're looking too far forward, in, excuse me, looking back in the past or looking too far forward into the future. Mm-hmm. That prevents a lot of people from just experiencing the now. Um, 
and there's a law of change, and, and that is, I love that one so much. It says, nothing changes until we do. <laughs> so whatever it is we want to shift or change, we have to make it happen. So when you work with the laws of karma, and, and I suggest that people uh, take a month, a year, take a year to work with the laws of karma. Pick one in a month and work it through and journal about it and see what it means to you. And then use use the crystals that pair up with the laws. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, the law of responsibility. Uh, in, in order to move forward, we have to take responsibility for what is in our lives. And so that is paired up with black tourmaline because that is a crystal that is a grounding crystal. It absorbs negative energy, and it is something that we can go to, and uh, it's, it's sort of like the father. It's sort of like... Um, that person in astrology it represents the archetype of the father and that is in everybody we have the father the mother and all the other things too but uh when you need grounding or when you want that part of your life handled you bring out the black tourmaline and you work with its energies and it will help you manifest draw in and pull to you what you need Mm-hmm. And what is your answer to the person who says, well, I don't have a month. I can maybe do it for a week. I mean, is it possible to gain positive um, results after such a short time? Or do we really need to do the deep dive into ourselves? Well, that's a personal choice. If you are a deep diver, then you're going to want a deep dive because that's where you're going to reap the most benefits. If you've mm-hmm. got an hour... Uh, do what you can in an hour. I always think that, you know, there is no in-and-out burger to metaphysics. You cannot solve your life problems with a drive-through. You really have to look inside, observe yourself, get to know yourself, and practice a few things. Uh, that's what life is about, is about and uh, moving forward. So I... I believe in that, and I think that, you know, if you've got a week, do it a week. But I would recommend that you take some time. I mean, it's your life. Mm-hmm. What kind of quality do you want? Do you want just, uh, you know, the 99-cent store, or do you want something a little bit better than that? It's up to you. And all of them are good. All of them are good. It's just what do you want for yourself? That's very true. Folks, we're speaking with uh, Dr. Kat Young. Her book is Crystal Power, 12 Essential Crystals for Health and Healing. And you can find out more by visiting her website, and that's kakyoung.com, K-A-C-Y-O-U-N-G.com. Kak, I want to go back to the... um, uh, the astrology and the crystals. Um, as I alluded to earlier, you know, I'm a cancer sun, so my crystal would be moonstone or selenite. And it's interesting, I used to have a, a moonstone pendant that I wore all the time. And I went to the hospital and actually had x-rays. And of course, I had to take chest x-rays. So I had to take it off and it fell to the floor and shattered into a bazillion pieces. And I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) you know, I lost my baby. I actually pined over that for a long time. But then um, I came home and, and selenite was all over my house and I didn't even realize it. 
because I have crystals all over. But so, you know, if I'm Cancer with the Moonstone and the Selenite, and then I um, have the Leo rising, which is citrine, which I absolutely love, and then the black tourmaline for the Capricorn, talk to us about how we can incorporate these stones to help us um, with this, uh, astrology. Because, I mean, signs change all the time. We have different transits, whatever. How can this be truly beneficial to us if we know a bit more about astrology? Well, basically, uh, it's it's called it's I call it the comfort zone. So if you are your particular sign and you you pick a crystal that I think is aligned with those energies, I, I've chosen them. Um, then then you would keep that near you. It's kind of like a mirror. Okay, this is my energy, and if that energy gets down, for example, if you are having a bad day, then you would pick another crystal to pair with it that would support it. So if you're if you're sad or you're going through a, a loss then you would choose a stone that would come and, and support that for you. It's kind of like having a mini-me <laughs> outside. <laughs> and now you can wear it, you can have it by you, you can do all that. But that's your vibrational stone. That's your vibrational pattern. So then you want to be able to support that. Sometimes you can hold that and say, I need it what the astrological sign represents and then what the crystal represents. So it's really like having a little um, a mirror reflection of you in the crystal. Mm-hmm. So you can use that as a, as a jumping off place. You can use that as uh, you can self-heal yourself using your crystal and then support crystals. So if you're having um, a day where you're maybe particularly sad, then you would find the type of crystal that you need that would take care of that. For example, if you have uh, lost a friendship or fallen out with somebody, uh, turquoise is the crystal of friendship and building those kinds of relationships. So you, I would put a little turquoise stone right next to my stone, and I would say, let's heal that. And then just kind of let it be and notice that there would be some new energy around you that you might even have a change of heart that you might say, oh, that was nothing. Let me get over it. The energies are subtle. So working with crystals, you need to pay attention. You need to open up your antenna and really open up your receptive receptivity because they aren't magic wands they don't just come and change things they have unique powers they have earth energy and they are alive they are alive with atoms in them all the time and they are what they are based on the fact that they are uh, a composite of chemicals and atomic structure so they're alive people say oh you know that rock is just a dead stone no no it's very very much alive now what you do with that energy is the art of using crystal power to heal yourself or to heal others so you need to know what the crystals do what their qualities are and sometimes when I have a client I will I will know their astrological sign I will know their their rising sign I will know uh, some things about them that they want to share and then I'll know uh, what to start with. I'll say, okay, well, maybe in your right hand. Are you right-handed or left-handed? Well, hold your, uh, hold your astrological sign in whatever your dominant hand is. And then I will put in the other hand some 
stone representing what it is they need. Are they looking for love? Do they want to cure a sadness? Are they at loss? Are they uh, in need of physical help? So whatever it is they need, I will try to balance that for them, and then we will do some energy work around that and figure out how they can bring that into their body. Some people don't like themselves, and so I will say to them, is it comfortable holding this stone? No, it's not. Okay, well, let's get let's get your opposite stone. Let's get something from the opposite side of the zodiac, and let's hold that. Is that more comfortable? So I will experiment with different types of stones with them until we find one that they resonate with. You know, mm-hmm. with energy work, it's all subtle, and it's all careful, and it's all... You know, I'm 100% open when I work with people, and it's all about them and their energy. So I clear myself before I work with someone because that's their time, and this is what they have called me to do. And so, uh, and that's really kind of fun because for that hour or two hours, however long we're together, um, I'm in a completely different zone working with them and their specific energies. So I have to then re-clear myself before I go out into the world um, because I might take on the Scorpio energy and that's going to be uncomfortable in my skin. I'm a Virgo. So, <laughs> you know, um, so, so it's interesting, but it's working with these subtle energies and, you know, and, and I'm not somebody who lives in the woods and eats bark you know i'm i'm a real live person and i just happen to be able to access these qualities to help other people on a different realm Mm -hmm. and we all have that ability if we will just you know take that time and go within now you mentioned turquoise and that's absolutely wonderful but share with us what are your 11 other essential crystals for health and healing well, okay, let's go through the list here. Let me get to that. I always like to look at my own list so that I don't uh, mm-hmm. make a mistake and leave somebody out because, you know, they're people too. Yeah, we don't right. want to them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, okay, happy so crystals. the happy crystals. The first one that I chose, uh, that my top crystal, if you will, is clear quartz. Um, is the rock crystal because it is the universal healer and it can if you only get one crystal in your life get a clear quartz and work with that then I chose amethyst and then I picked citrine Mm -hmm. rose quartz is number four fluorite is five black tourmaline is six jade is seven turquoise is eight Red Jasper is uh, my number nine. Then I have Carnelian, Lapis Lazuli, and Selenite. So those are my 12, and they cover, um, you know, I, I know a lot about Chinese medicine, and I love it because their concept is of three worlds. There's the cosmos or heaven, there's the person in between, and there's earth. And the energy from the earth to the cosmos can't reach each other unless it goes through the human being, which is the the fulcrum. You are the connector. And so I chose crystals that work and flow with that earth to cosmos energy through the human being. And so it's all one. You know, it all just fits. There isn't anything in my book that, you know, that doesn't work if you, if you really, really apply yourself. Okay. Now, um, 
I've had guests on the show that talk about clear quartz, and they say that, you know, it's great for healing and all that, but if you have some devastating disorder, such as cancer, that uh, clear quartz isn't the stone to use. Is that your philosophy or no? No, I don't. There, stones cannot be negative, and they cannot bring you any energy that is, uh, you know, problematic. They are their own little beings, and it's up to you to relate to and change that energy. I would absolutely use a clear quartz if I had uh, any kind of an ailment that I needed power for. It's the universal healer. It's power. It's the mother-father stone. It is the sun. It is full of power. Now, all the other crystals are really clear quartz, just uh, colored by their association with a different mineral, or Mm. they were uh, processed a different way. So it all starts out as SIO2, which is silicon, and that's what that is. Uh, And then there are variations of that based on the type of stone that it becomes. So clear quartz would always be my choice. I think it is... um, well, it was the stone that was at the top of all the pyramids before they were ransacked. So if the Egyptians used that to bring in the cosmic power and energy, then, uh, you know, far be it for me to see to say, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, no, absolutely. I, I disagree with that statement because I, a crystal itself brings nothing negative. Any kind of stone brings nothing negative. It's all about us and how we see it and what we imbue it with. Okay. Now, you know, a lot of people consider Africa to be the mother of civilization. And in your book, you talk about um, the seven chakras of the Nile in Egypt. Could you talk to us a little bit more about that? That's on page 60 in your book, folks. If When you get it, you can, you know, check that out very quickly. Um, I hadn't really thought about chakras and the Nile in Egypt. I, I just hadn't put all that together. Well, the ancient Egyptians learned from the Vedas uh, they all shared information back back in those days, uh, including essential oils and spices and all that. Um, and it's true, just as a side comment, you know, just like in any society, follow the money. Well, follow the trade. Look at what was traded in the Ottoman Empire. Look at all that. And, that, and with that came the information. Um, and I love the history of the world that way. So the chakras, uh, the Egyptians knew about them. They worked them, and the wands of Horus, which ask me about later because I want to talk to you about the wands of Horus. Um, They started uh, at the the base of the Nile, and they worked all the way up to the crown. There are seven chakras. Each temple that we visited was built by a specific uh, emperor or uh, or ruler or pharaoh in order to match the energies of a certain chakra. And so people would take the journeys – from the base to the top, which ends in uh, Cairo, and and then Alexandria is really the eighth. Um, and they would purify themselves. And it was very much a religious ceremony and a clarification ceremony for themselves. Uh, if they were at war, uh, that was problematic, but usually they allowed the spiritual uh, mystics to make this journey anyway. Um, it and I took that journey. We took that journey and we cleansed the chakras in each of the uh, Edfu and Edna, all of the um, Kofu, all of these places as you go up the Nile. It's 
it's an amazing experience. It's a very heavy experience because you're constantly dealing. We did it all in seven days on a cruise, and it's a very uh, heavy experience, and everybody just kind of eats light and uh, works with their chakras, and it's a cleansing. It's a complete cleansing. Um, And you can do that at home. I mean, you can can really look at the map of the Nile. That's why I published it. And, I mean, it's the heart of civilization there. That's where a lot of what we practice and what we do here, including medicine, started in Egypt. So, and I wanted to talk about the pharaohs. The, the, they held the wands of Khufu. Now, if you look at those very tight hats that the ancient Egyptians wore, those were pressure points. Those hats stayed in the pressure points where, well, they were actually uh, made to stay on the pressure points uh, of of the pharaoh's head because the mm-hmm. pharaoh if you look at some of the statues they were thin they were uh, vegan they watched everything they ate and they were all about staying clear and clean in body and mind and spirit and so they had the wands of horus which uh, you can see those wands in the hands of some of the um the the pharaohs and the famous statues one was uh one was filled with metal and crystal and the other one was filled with a different kind of crystal and metal and they used those to balance themselves all the time and keep the energy flowing throughout um and and they they were aesthetics they were uh, in the most parts and they were attended to by uh well by their high priests and uh, they did a lot of special meditation and ceremony with their high priest to keep them uh, at this ultimate and top ruling ability because they felt that they had to be in top shape to to rule their people. And, and, and it's interesting because if you look at that and you see some of those statues, again, you say, well, yeah, I mean, they had six-packs back in those days because they worked out. They really mm-hmm. took their energy seriously. Uh, yeah, they did. But let me, you know, this isn't a question that um, is covered in your book, and it's just actually a personal question of mine. So if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. Um, we have all of these tools, whether it's crystals or affirmations, whatever, um, for health and for balance while we're here on Earth. But at some point in time, the body, the physical body falls away. Why is it that we have to release the physical body? Why can't we just like take the physical body with us when we're going to whatever's next? Well, that's pretty much everybody's question. I think um, I think everybody looks to say that you know if you're looking towards an Eastern philosophy, they're going to say you come here, you have an experience with these certain attributes, you have these parents, this group the, that you learn from, and your soul departs so that you can come back with that knowledge, but in a different circumstance. It, it keeps rotating. It's a it's a cycle. Your life, you are part of a bigger cycle, and your life is a cycle too. And it depends on how well you take care of it and or what you signed up for. If you look at Carolyn Mace's theory, we signed up for this life with all the other people that we were with. You and I signed an agreement at some point, Mm -hmm. Monique, to be friends. And Mm -hmm. so we come back and we incarnate to have this experience, to recontact each other, and we can choose to help or harm each other in this lifetime. And then when that's done, we uh, 
we make a new contract and come back again to do this again. And some people say, oh, well, I don't believe in reincarnation. Okay, fine. Then just make that true for this lifetime. But there has to be some rhyme or reason for everybody's existence here. And everybody's set of experiences either helps or hinders the person next to them. Okay, so if you're looking for one of the crystals that you work with to kind of help you tap into life in between lives, which one would that be? Well, I would say you have to pick it yourself. You have to sit with all those crystals. I mean, what would work for me would maybe not work for you. But if I wanted to tap into that, I would go to an amethyst. But you may want to choose rose quartz. Mm-hmm. It depends, and the clear quartz might be that universal connector too. You know, lapis is a great stone because it represents the night sky with the specks of gold in it, and that was what the Egyptians used. Uh, you look at some of their uh, famous paintings, uh, the goddess Nut. Um, or Newt, however you want to pronounce it, is a total dark blue sky with stars in it. That's really lapis. They're talking about lapis, that stone. And that's the, that's the beyond. That allows you to have vision into the here and after. Um, Selenite does the same thing. It connects you with the higher realms. So it's a matter of... You know, everybody is different. Everybody, I mean, you might like a chocolate milkshake and I might like strawberry. It, it, uh, it doesn't matter. And it, you know, it, so I couldn't say, oh, let me get you a strawberry milkshake if you really are a chocolate lover. So mm-hmm. that's the preference, you know, that you have to find your own. And that's why I want people to work with these stones. Um, even if you bought uh, my 12 stones, I mean, you, you know, it would be under $50 if you, or even less if you, if you had little teeny stones. But spend time with them, get to know them, and they will resonate. They will talk to you. You know, mm-hmm. I have conversations with my stones all the time. And um, you know, and and other people do too. They walk in, they say, "Oh, hi!" <laughs> mm-hmm. There they are, and they'll talk to them. Or, "Oh, isn't that good?" My stones love to be uh, flattered. They love to be told that they're beautiful. They love to be. They love the heart energy, the positive energy, the the human energy that nobody else can give them because mm-hmm. this is unique to our species. So, yeah, my cats love the crystals. They love to sit on them when they don't feel good, and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll feel better. They'll pick up that energy. Um, and if we watch animals around crystals, we'll learn a lot. Yeah, it's interesting because I have a doggy, Miss Sadie, and when she's not feeling good, uh, I have crystals all over, but in my office I have a table full of crystals. And when she's not feeling good, that's where I find her. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how they tap into that energy. But, you know, Kak, you said something which, you know, kind of piqued my interest, and that's, okay, um, buying stones during pandemic, at least at the time of this recording. um, A lot of places aren't open for you to go buy your crystals. So how do you truly feel the energy if you're looking at something online? And how do you know that what you're looking at online is what you would actually receive? Yeah, that's the that's the big uh dilemma. You know, that's the real trick. Now, I would say uh, there are stores that are open, there are some that are open and there's there's limited uh, capacity, but find one of those. Uh, I really think you have to have a tactile connection with your stone. Um but if you absolutely can't do it, then find a site that you like 
and really study the stone. Uh, there's a few places I buy from online uh, because I trust them. Every uh-huh. product I have gotten has been exactly what they've said. There are some, some things I buy from China, but there are a lot of people out there too that will color a crystal by way of heat radiation or something and that's you know that's not what you want so you want to make sure that they're bonafide check them out read the reviews um, and see what people have to say based on how you connect and based on the vibration that you feel about the store then you can go in but spend time looking at that crystal just don't say okay one of these one of these one of these bump yeah Descartes gone no spend a few moments really connect with that really you know um, I think people spend a lot of time on match.com trying to figure out people that they want to date do that with your crystals you know figure hey this is going to be a partner of mine for a while let me get to know it look at the different uh, shapes and sizes and 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 you know let something resonate with you. I, I just recently bought a pineapple crystal, and it's a it's a crystal that has little growths on the outside, growths of other crystals that makes it look mm-hmm. like a pineapple. But I must have gone back to that site literally 30 times, and I just I turned it down, and I wasn't connecting, and I wasn't connecting, and then they would send me little reminders, oh, hey, hey, your crystal, you know, it's in other people's carts, and I thought, good, if it is, that's fine. <laughs> then I yeah. went back. And there it was. Three months later, there it was. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, you're mine. And it came with three other crystals. So it's, they sent me three of them for like $10. It was wow. amazing. And I love that crystal. I can't tell you how much I love that crystal. And it was mine. It waited for me. So that mm-hmm. – <laughs> and, and anyway, so whether or not it was in other people's cards, I don't know. But um, I finally just succumbed, and there it was, and it came with three. And I, it was just so much fun. Yeah, well, it was meant for you. And, and I think you give a lesson on patience while you're telling that story because um, if you jumped on it right away, once it was received, it may or may not have resonated with you. But you knew because it was still there when you were finally ready to make that decision and push that button to or click on that button to purchase that it was there. So it, it, it claimed you as much as you claimed it. And I absolutely love that story. Which is a good point. I love the fact that because the crystals do claim you, you know, I have crystals that you've heard the story before, but my big tall 14 inch and 12 inch crystals, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, they really saved my house from a fire. So um, when the entire neighborhood burned down, they were there just standing bright and it was still smoky in the neighborhood when I got back to the house four days later and found out that we had a house and there they were standing there going, <coughs> It's a little smoky, Mom, but look, we still have a house. And it was, you know, quite remarkable. Um, so I attribute that to them and their power and their love. They, they have, they're absolutely crystals full of love. Yes, and you can program them and do whatever you need. Now, what about size? You know, for some people, they need a big one. Do you have to have a big one or can you have like a small, modest crystal? Does that affect the energy? Oh, I love that question. Um, I have uh, I have a you know some fourteen inch crystals, uh, and I have a couple of fluorite ones like that, and then I have a little teeny packet of crystals that fit in a little tiny one of those little um, Chinese jewelry 
packets where you get, mm-hmm. you know, a necklace in. And I have a little thing, and I've got about four or five crystals in there, and they're all a little tiny, but they're wonderful. I've got a little small pyramid. As, and, and they have the same amount of power uh, that you want to, you know, use. You can use the big crystals. Or I think the job of saving the house from the fire um, needed a big crystal. But the small crystals that you can either wear or have on your person or take with you, uh, they don't have to be big at all. I've got a little two-and-a-half-inch crystal uh, that sits on my desk, and it's my writing crystal. It's my creative. If I can't think of something or I'm having a hard time figuring out what the next character is going to say, I pick up my crystal, and in no time at all, that's its job. You know, its job is to help me be the best writer I can be. And mm-hmm. so it does. It does. Well, it will work. I mean, it takes a bit of belief, you know, and... Anything that you do, you need to believe in yourself or believe in what you're doing. And you can create wonderful miracles. Um, Boy, our time has gone so quickly. But before I let you go, you know, there's confusion out there about um, two things, whether or not, not whether or not, but how to clear a crystal. What's the best way? And then can the crystals help um, tell us the future, what's coming down the pike for us? Well, part one, clearing a crystal, uh, you can you can clear a crystal in so many ways. You can um, run it under some clear, lukewarm water in your hand. You can uh, cleanse it that way. You can put it in sand, silica, overnight. You can leave it out in the sun for a few hours. You can leave it out overnight uh, in the full moon or, or any kind of a clear moon. You can cleanse it in mud. You can cleanse it with music. You can put on your favorite music um, that isn't hard metal or anything like that, but just mm-hmm. a softer music. You can cleanse it with music. And you want to just let it know, you want to welcome it. So however you would welcome a friend, you welcome your crystal. And I'm not that you would say to a friend, here, stand under this shower for a minute, but you know, you would, <laughs> with the crystal you can do that. And, uh, uh, and, and once you cleanse it, then you just really uh, take it into yourself and you say, okay, we are going to work together and I'm going to imbue you with a certain energy um, your job is crystals love specific assignments. They are they are the perfect structure. It's called the lattice structure, and it's mm-hmm. the perfect structure of all um, uh, uh, of all things on on Earth uh, atomically. So this lattice structure allows you to program your thoughts into it because a crystal is a transmitter. It is a holder. It is a it is a, um, a transducer of energy. So whatever you want to do with it, you can program afterwards, and that it will become its intention. And then if you change your mind, you can clear it again and reprogram it to do something else. I have uh, crystals that are designated healers, crystals that are designated cheerer-uppers, crystals that are designated um, uh, artistic uh, insiders, so if ever I need uh, an idea to do something, I go to my artistic group, and there they are, and they've come up with an app, and I've got my writing crystal that, that changes the blocks in my brain into actual motion that comes through with an idea. So it's it's working with the energies, however you want to do that. Okay. And what about telling the future? Can you do a, a reading, if you will, with crystals to... Out if, you have, 
sure, if you have those abilities, if you have opened up yourself and you are intuitive and you have a sense of the direction that you are wanting to head, you know, it, it, I wouldn't ask a crystal, uh, should I have the pastrami sandwich for lunch or not, yes or no. I'd use a pendulum for that, and I'd choose a pendulum in a crystal that um, – you know that would resonate with me as well so mm-hmm. that you know that's a whole other conversation but the crystal itself some crystals are story crystals some crystals have uh, projected ideas from the future in them that you can pull out some have history from the past so if you're wanting a reading for yourself you're going to have to pick your own crystal if you are able to to use a crystal ball not just a glass one but a crystal ball you will be able to see images in there that will give you a sense of the future but you have to open up your own channels to receive that information Um, straight crystals of course they can tell you whatever it is answers that you want if you know how to look at them and know how to read them they will have information in them and some like I said you have to get to know are you a story crystal from the past or are you full of future energy mm-hmm. and then they'll put your self um, preconceived notions on it just let the energy flow yeah that's correct and you have you have to just but but that's again if you've opened up your intuitive channels and you know how to work with those energies and you know how to get judgment out of the way and you know how to get your own stuff out of the way then you can work with the energies of crystals but you know it's it's an art it's an applied art that anybody can do but they just have to be willing to do the work okay you've said it well well our time is up I would like for you to share a pearl of wisdom with our audience regarding uh, crystals and their healing power I would say that venture out into the world of crystals they are amazing little pieces of the earth with energy in them and a formation that is meant to help the human beings and it's a way for us to connect with the earth a way for us to pull something out of the earth that actually raises us up and allows us to connect with cosmic energy and that's the energy of change that's moving forward that's how we all grow and manifest the best of ourselves that we can be and crystals can help us do that yes they can and you know folks it is COVID and so many people are in bread lines basically food lines because they don't have money for food much less to purchase crystals but you can go online and actually look at a crystal and if you have the printing capacity to print it out and study that until you and feel the energy of that until you are able to purchase one you know and hold it physically in your hand so there's a lot of ways that you could work with the crystals but CAC thank you so much for being with me today I greatly appreciate your time Monique it's always an honor to be on your show and thank you for giving me this time um, it's just wonderful to talk to you and I love your questions they really make me think and and I hope that people will buy this book and get to know crystals you know it isn't about me making money because as authors don't make money anymore on their books um, it this is about sharing the knowledge I have about crystals so that everybody else can have a better life 
not only that, folks, and you have that better life and you start programming your mind, your own mind, without someone else programming your mind, the outpicturing will be exactly what you were programming. So, um, again, CAC, thank you so much. And to the audience, thank you. And everybody, please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of embracing crystal power. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape.